Hi, we're the Sherpa sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna, and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created myenglishmatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write, and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes, and live workshops. The My English Matters podcast is an extension of all that we do. It's a place for us to connect with you on a whole new level. You can learn with us while you're on your commute to work, washing the dishes, or picking your kids up from school. So let's get started, shall we? This episode is an audio replay of one of our live sessions on the My English Matters Facebook page. Because it was live and on video, you may hear us make reference to slides, notes, or viewer comments. Hello there, hi, assalamualaikum. This is Amna here from My English Matters, and today I'm with Madam Azima. And together we are the co-creators of My English Matters, where we help Malaysians and second language learners improve their English through our online courses, our membership programs, and our live workshops. Now, if you're watching us, say hello. Um, we love some engagement here. And today we are going to be talking about how to elaborate when speaking. So I'm going to be asking Madam Azima a few questions. But before that, how are you, Madam Azima? I am great, thank you. I'm happy to be here and I can't wait to answer your questions. We're going to be talking about how to elaborate. So if you do have questions, you can write them in the chat and hopefully we can pick out a few uh, questions to answer. Okay. Hi, Aisha Shurfa. Hi, Nur Malini. Thank you for saying hello to us. Hi, Rina. Waalaikumsalam. Hi, Anis. Okay. Oh, Nur Julia, Zura, Bonde, Damsha, Tina, Ariel Zudin. Thank you for saying hello to us. Okay. Thank you so, so today much. we're going to be talking about how to elaborate when you speak. And my first question for you is, why do people find it difficult to elaborate? Can you share a bit about that? Okay, based on my experience as an instructor at My English Matters, as well as I've been teaching English for many, many years now, some of the reasons that our students tell us is they panic. So they have, you know, when, when you panic, you, your, your thoughts tend to scatter, and on top of it all, on top of it all, on top of all, uh, on top of it all, gosh, even I'm reading a little bit like, oh, scattered myself. But you see, I'm trying to recover. But anyway, let's have fun. So when your panic and your thoughts are scattered and then you're struggling with your language as well, all of these things become factors in contributing to you unable to elaborate well. And then you want it to be perfect as well. So... I'm going to teach you, uh, I'm going to give you some tips on how to elaborate effectively. So hopefully you guys can jot down your uh, your notes and ask questions as well. I just want to ask you, um, is this a problem that only second language learners face? Do you think people who speak English as their first language, do they have this problem of elaborating as well? Or is it just among people like us where English is our second language? I think it's a problem for everybody, even if it is your native language. Just ask 
you know, any native speaker, do they feel like that as well? They do. They struggle with elaborating as well, even though English is their first language. So I think my answers and my tips today will help you, even if you're a native or a non-native speaker. Mm, okay. And then is there a difference like elaborating when you're like live on stage or live or just in like in a normal conversation? Is, is, is there any difference in how you elaborate in those two different types of situations? On stage, well, obviously when people are watching you, there's a bit of a pressure there for you to be more concise. And then your elaboration needs to have like concrete examples and facts and evidences and etc. because people might question you later on. So there's a bit of pressure there. But mm -hmm. in a normal conversation between you and me, like friends, it's normal for you because you can repeat yourself. You can um, ask them whether they understand you. You get feedback, immediate feedback, which will help yeah. you to then elaborate better. So yeah. I, want, I want us as learners... Um, presenters to be able to do both in both situations professional situations and informal situations okay all right so what are your tips for elaborating okay so my first tip today is to focus on one key message so what is your one key message what is it that i want them to understand or to do and I want you to think of it as like one sentence, if possible. So for example, if you are attending a job interview, your, your key message is simple. I'm the best person for this job. Or my, uh, it could be hire me. I'm the most qualified for this job. That's it, right? Or if you are pitching a product, okay? It could be, I have a great product for you. That's it. Or if you want people to hire you, do you want they want them you they want them to hire you as a consultant. So your message is hire me because I can help you. So have that clearly, state that in your mind and in your thoughts, and then you're good to go. So that's um, the first tip I have. Okay, and Amna, you can jump in as well, whatever you yeah. think that you want to elaborate. Okay. So my second tip is then after you think about what is your one key message then you think about your listener are your listeners customers are they or experts or non-experts are they your peers are they your general audience what is it that they need to know and what is it that you have so here these will then help you to focus in which direction that you want to go okay because there is a difference between speaking to an expert in your field where you cannot then talk down, you can't tell them things that they already know, it's going to bore them, versus speaking to a general audience where they don't know what you know and therefore you need to define things, you need to give examples, you need to give concrete evidence. You see? So um, my tip just now, focusing on one message. Secondly, mm -hmm. what does my listener need to know? All right. And then thirdly, this is very important, how can I then make it clear for my specific audience or listener? So now that you know who your listener is, your audience, then you can think about, okay, how can I make it clear and concrete for them? So here are some ways that you can do so. You can give a definition. Now, obviously, you don't have to give a definition to everything. It's probably things that are 
jargons to the most scientific terms if you're doing an academic sort of um, uh, talk, okay? Or you want to give an example, right? You can do um, compare and contrast, where you can compare something that they know and then you contrast it with something that they don't know or your new idea. Or simply, if you're speaking to a general audience, you can even demonstrate something. So bring something, show them this thing. Or if you're in a, in a boardroom, if you have access to a whiteboard, you might even get up and show them something, draw, illustrate something, a diagram, etc., on a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. um, if you're doing a presentation, you might want to show a video, a short video to illustrate what is it that you want to say? Maybe that video can speak better than you, okay? It's, it, you know, the message is better than what you can say uh, out loud. Uh, there are other, other tips as well. And Amna, you may add on to it while I give you some more. Um, you okay. can also tell a short story. So Amna, mm. you know, because whenever we do a live like this one, we have to come up with short stories, right? So that our audience are a bit entertained so they're not just mm. listening to us teaching something they're a yep. bit entertained with our personal story our anecdotes etc okay so mm -hmm. that's something that you guys can yeah well. um when i do like a facebook live or a presentation and i am explaining or i'm talking about something like a point that i'm sharing in the presentation i'm my mind is always thinking about the audience i don't know if that be, that comes automatically for me. It comes naturally for me. For some people, it, it's not natural for them. They tend to be inside their heads when they're, prese when they're presenting. So mm -hmm. I think try to get into the practice of being in the minds of your audience. That comes to me automatically because I've done a lot of Facebook live sessions. I've done a lot of presentations and teachings. So every time I'm presenting something and I am think uh, while, while I'm presenting, I'm actually like, talking to myself well not really talking but I'm thinking are the audience okay do they look blank do they look sleepy and if there are signs where they look look blank or even when I'm listening to myself while I'm speaking mm -hmm. I can sense like oh this part needs a bit more explaining yeah so that's how I do it when I'm elaborating when I find that one I'm looking at the audience I'm looking at their face if it's like a zoom call if they look sleepy or if they look blank, maybe I need to elaborate more by sharing a story. Because stories, people love stories, especially if it's a personal story or if it's a story about something else or somebody else, which where they can see uh, an example or, or we illustrate what we are trying to say. That helps. So we look at their face. If we can't see their face, then try to imagine while you are talking, you are also listening to yourself at the same time so that you know that, Okay, this part sounds a bit too technical or this part mm. sounds a bit too um, too conceptual. So I need to give some stories or I need to give some examples. Yeah, that's so that, right. that's my tip. I love that. And as well, when you are thinking about your audience, then you also think about uh, selecting the examples that are relevant to them as well as the language that you're going to use. And so I would always tell my audience not to use big words. Now, you have to be careful if you're an expert in the area and experts are watching colleagues, you know, for example, in an academic setting where you have to show that you are intelligent, of course, then it's okay for you to use terms that they are also using. But then if the audience members, 90% of them consist of general audience who are not in your field, basically, then you do not want to use big words because you will tend to lose them. 
But if you do want to introduce big words, uh, scientific words, academic words, then you need to define, make it clear so that you can say, I'm now going to be using this word from now on. So there's a balance there that, that you need to strike. And you need to know who your audience is because you're not there to show off. That's the thing. You're there mm. for your yeah, yeah, that's good as well. And a good point about, I read somewhere that we are not supposed to like dumb down. Do you know what dumb down means? Of course, you yeah. know, but I think what that means is when you're speaking and you try to like use words that you think that they would not understand. So how, what, how would you answer that? I mean, how would you explain that? Do we actually need to, you know, take it down a bit or what? Okay, or do I we just challenge them? You can challenge them as well, but then it, it, what is your role there? Is your role to, to make making your message um, digestible, uh, people understand you, or are you there to teach them something? So if you're in your field, for example, you're a doctor speaking to general audience, you want them to understand about getting a booster, for example, right? Then you have to, you, you might have to explain a little bit about what is in that, um, you know, that booster. Right, I don't know the terms. If there are doctors here, help me out. That because the audience probably want to know from you. You're an expert, and then you can continue using those words after you've explained these terms, these technical terms. You need to balance that. Mm, well. Yeah, it needs to be a balance. What about that saying where, you know, if your grandmother can't understand it, then maybe it's too complicated. What about that? <laughs> I like that one as well. So this is when you're too into. Well, let's say you've already prepared your presentation your notes your slides then you go you read about uh, you read you go through your slides and then you ask yourself okay would my grandmother understand this yeah you need mm -hmm. to strike a balance with it because you need to have an audience who would be who who who's who am i aiming for if my grandmother but actually i think when i think about it my grandmothers my grandmothers they're quite smart mm. as they are smart people however they may not be familiar with the industry or whatever industry that you're in. So they are smart people. They understand they understand bigger words because they are mm. older, right? But mm. they may not understand things that are a bit newer or things that mm. are within my industry. So I think that's good as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is up to you as a speaker to make the, the wisest decision. Like what level do you want to get into? Do you want to go to basic, general, or advanced? And then you make the mistake, you might make a mistake of speaking above their heads, you know, ab above their level. Um, then you just learn from that. And then you're like, okay, next time, go down a little bit, you know, make it simpler. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like if you start speaking, like talking about complex things and things that they don't understand, they may start, their faces may start, you know, their eyes all jaded and stuff and they go blank then that's a sign that you know you have to get engaged with them again or yeah. tell a fun story or something that they can understand i think mm. it's always mm -hmm. being in tune with the people that you're speaking to okay yeah. so do you have any other tips on how to elaborate effectively i do um so let's say you you're speaking and now you have so many examples and things and now you want to move on to the next example or story you need to have what we call and what we've taught as well in our to our students uh, linking words and phrases or discourse markers, simple words and phrases that you use to link to the next one. So simple ones like because, and, so, right? Those are the simple ones that I think you and I know we use often. 
but also you need to have them you need to think about how do i um how do i make it into a list if possible like for example you might say this firstly secondly thirdly if you can organize your points that way lastly okay uh, furthermore and if you want to conclude and people love this one to conclude that's when people start to pay attention oh she's finished <laughs> like yeah I think also having those discourse markers, it also helps to keep you on track, right? Because a lot of people, they tend to over-elaborate or they tend to ramble, meaning that they go, they go, they're talking about this one thing, but they're talking about something else. Mm. And then using those discourse markers can actually tell you, okay, Yamna, get back to your point. So mm -hmm. if I tend, if I find myself I'm talking too much or I'm explaining too much, then I will always say like, so what I mean is that helps me to go back to my point, right? I think yeah. that's also one skill that a lot of uh, speakers need to practice on, but going back to your point by using those kinds of discourse markers like because, so, but, and you don't need to have big linking words mm. uh, what's important is that it's simple and people can understand it I think yes yes and I also want to say some more phrases that you can use alongside those discourse markers you can mention what's important in your point you can even say uh, use phrases like this this is why it's important or I want you to remember this or let me give you an example to make this clear or even a teacher would love to do this um, this will come up in your exam, right? That will make mm -hmm. your students pay attention. But whatever, you need to highlight that so they can see, oh, this is an important point. I need to stay awake. Or, okay, she's already, she's going to finish. She's going to finish soon. I'm going to stay awake for that one. So those, mm -hmm. are, those are my tips. Okay. Is that all? Yeah. All your tips? So yep. Can you talk about, um, so now we have your tips, right? Mm -hmm. How important do you think it is for people to actually practice i mean we have those tips do we need to practice or do we just you know apply them straight away mm. okay. practice while we while we implement so i love the idea of knowing these tips so that you can do better in your next presentation etc because rehearsal is really important so that you build this habit of speaking clearly and elaborating better than what you did before. So rehearsing, um, some of my tips for rehearsing is um, are have a long version of what you want to say and then have a short version. This is very, very important. Why I say this, the long version is the detailed version where you've done all your research and you just can't wait to just bl you know blab it out to people who are probably experts, who probably are passionate about what you are Doing or does this apply just for presentations or does it apply to like everyday conversations? Um, I would say, I, I would say presentations really, but hmm. I don't know what you think about that. Amna. I think that it applies for small talk because mm -hmm. I think um, last week, last weekend I went for a wedding, for to our cousin's wedding. And then all of them, many of them asked about my English matters. And mm. I found myself talking about my English matters a lot. And I think the more that I talk about my English matters, the more I see how people react to it, the better I become talking about it. Because I notice that if I say this, they seem interested. If I talk about this, 
they just go quiet and they don't know how to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to respond. So mm. I find, oh, okay, this seems to work in, this, in these kinds of conversations. So I think that it works for topics like what do you do, you know, uh, where do you live, where do you, where do your kids go to school, things like yeah. that. Yeah. And because the more that you practice, it's kind of practicing, but practicing on the job. Lah. Um, yeah. The more that you do that, the better that you will become. Yeah, yeah, at crystallizing your thoughts. And you also know, I'm going to use a short version with this one because obviously she's in a rush. Uh, she won't, she's not really that interested. She's probably just asking for yeah, you know, being polite, polite reasons. <laughs> being polite, exactly. Um, okay, so that those are my tips. I have a long version and a short version. And another one is to rehearse things out of order. So this would apply for a presentation. So if you have already mapped out your presentation, you've got uh, your intro body conclusion okay and then in your body you've got five points in there when you rehearse things let's say these are your five points right a b c d e first rehearse in order a b c d e and then think about okay what if i say uh, c first and then i go to b and then how i'm going to jump to d and then how i'm going to jump to a and how i'm going to do to c this will really crystallize your thoughts because you're like oh I can see now it's all related somehow and if for some reason I draw a blank I go blank my mind goes blank um, I at least know that I've got four other points that I can jump to and then I can bring it back when I do remember so it's really good it, the word I would say is pivot do you know you can pivot you can steer your way and get out get out from a oral jam there's another <laughs> phrase that I like to use, oral jam, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, I wanted to ask you about, all right, if you are elaborating and then you're, you're sharing a story and while you're sharing the story, you realize that the story is no longer related to your point. So what mm. would you do? What, what can we do when we're in that situation? And we're telling a really good story and then we're like, you know, in Malay, we say short sendiri. Mm -hmm. And then we like, during that story, we're like, oh my God, how do I go back to my point? It's not even related to my point that I was talking about. What do you do? I would say, oh, I would have a phrase like, oh, anyway, or um, let's come back to my point. Or, oh, I hope that was entertaining for you. Uh, or even excuse yourself. Sorry about, sorry about that. That was um, just something that came out of my mind. Okay, let's <laughs> I would say something like that. And I think it's sometimes it's really entertaining for some people who need a break a little bit, just a bit of a distraction. It's like a commercial break somehow and then come back to your serious point. Mm. And I think if you're an advanced speaker and you just shared a really good story, I think you can still find the point within that yes. story. Mm. Right? You can. Are there any tips for that? I don't know. I don't know what the tips are, but maybe you could share it with me. Or I would, if like I'm rambling about a story that seems pointless, but then I see, oh yeah, I can some, there's some gem in there. And then I'll say, okay, the point is this. And then you're like, okay, my key message is this. And I don't know, maybe you, if you are an advanced speaker, you'll, you'll see the magic in that. Or mm. if it doesn't work, try another way next time. Just enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the journey. <laughs> Yes, I think one thing that we need to remember is that every time we speak, uh, it's it's there's no wrong or right way to speak mm -hmm. or to elaborate. 
I mean, there's always something that we're gonna that we will look back and we'll say, oh, I should have done it like this. I should have not done it like that. But instead of thinking that way, we should just think that you know, it's it's just a it's a process. Yeah. There's no such thing as the correct way or the correct conversation to go. Yeah. The correct way for a conversation to go. That's what I mean. Or the 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 most perfect way for a presentation yeah. to go. Like even if you present it, even if you prepared for a presentation, or you're prepared for like whatever, like a discussion or something, be open to it being going in a different way or mm. going in different directions or might not even, the outcome might even be different from what you'd planned. So yes. it's, it's okay. Just don't be hard on yourself. Just do your best and learn from it. Exactly. It's, it's about, so it's a, you're striking a balance between being prepared for these sorts of situations because I... I will tell all my students to always be prepared, especially if you have a major presentation, always be prepared. But then once you're on stage or doing your presentation, then you have to be flexible. Mm. Then because you're now flexible, you're now open to creative ideas and crazy things that might happen. And that, But because you've already, you're already also prepared, you can mix things that you're prepared and unprepared and it will become hopefully a magical situation for you and it's fun for you and your audience mm. yeah okay that's great right so is that all from you do you have anything else that you want to share before we i know we we, we are going to take some questions from the audience mm -hmm. so if you don't i'm ready anything else you questions right, you're ready. <laughs> if there are any all right if you have any questions do post them in the comments because we are live we're live on wednesday it's 4 24 Right, I can, I, let me see, uh, this comment is from Errol Zidin. I do have a problem when I get, when I have an interesting content to share, but unfortunately the appropriate words, um, you know, you can't find the appropriate words. When I need them the most, it disappears. So that means he's going blank, his mind is going blank. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk about that? Say the nearest thing that you can think of. You can even say things like, oh, that word is not coming out, this job, this term is not coming out, but it's about this. And you start to demonstrate until people are like, yeah, I get it, I get it. So be forgiving. I mean, it's okay if it, it happens to you, but if it happens too often, then it comes down to you being really mentally ready. And if possible, you have your notes with you so that your keywords are there. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it, it comes down to practicing. Like if you have something really interesting to share, I think what I do sometimes, you know, when before a Facebook live session, so today I went to go pick up my kids from school, send them to school and in the car, I'm like talking to myself because I'm getting myself ready for the Facebook live. I'm just talking about random things and my son sitting next to me, he's like, Mommy, like, oh, it's just talking to herself. And then, mm. and then because I told him that I have a Facebook live. So it's just like talking to yourself getting yourself used to sharing random things that you find on the internet and just talking, saying it out, uh, saying it out loud so that you can actually one, hear yourself. And then two, if you get stuck in finding a word, then you can quickly go back and look mm. for the words that you were, that you were looking for. So that the next time when you do have to say it and it's in front of someone, it, it comes out easily so that you can remember those words. Yeah. I mean, talking in the car, 
is something I do as well. I was doing that as well. <laughs> I was in the council. <laughs> just like I was saying, just because I'm like, okay, I haven't been speaking English in a while. I need to get that, um, get get myself ready, warmed up for that. Yeah, <laughs> and then it doesn't matter if people see you like talking to yourself, right? They, yeah. they, you just pretend that you know I'm I'm on Bluetooth. I'm talking to someone on the phone. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't care, right? <laughs> Let me see. Um. All right. I don't think I see any more questions. If you have any more questions, I'll just post them below. Um, we have a lot of comments though. Okay, let me see. This one's not really related to our topic, but Sheila says, I have, uh, I lack confidence to speak in English, so how? All right. I hope you are a subscriber to myenglishmatters.com. We have tips for you to learn. It's a video, uh, a video training where you can learn seven tips from there and then from there yeah. hopefully if you are a serious if you eventually want to become our student we also talk about our programs and courses check that out mm -hmm. please yeah so if you're not yet a subscriber just go to myenglishmatters.com we have this mini training it's like we have videos with seven tips on how to speak with confidence so that's where we usually tell our students or our followers to go to first to just get into the habit of just speaking and being a bit more confident than than where you are now. Yay. Right, Aina says, I do when cooking in the kitchen and my husband would be like, who are you talking to? I love that. I love that. You first pull high five. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> in the kitchen, that's what I do as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so Siti Haja says, sometimes I frequently use the wrong tenses, like I want to speak in the past tense, but I use to speak in the present tense instead of the past tense, then I'll go blank and ta-da. <laughs> Mm -mm, right yeah because when you're worried about grammar that's what happens you're not now you're you're not thinking about your message you're now worried about your grammar remember we always say um tell you to focus on your audience does your audience understand you even if your grammar is less than perfect if they do it's good enough it's good enough worry about your grammar after that later when you're taking a course in english or something Mm, right. Okay. All right. So I think that's all from our uh, viewers today. So we have all someone right. watching from Liverpool. I just want to show that. Uh, so Aina here, she says she loves men. Good learning from both of you. I'm watching Liverpool. Wow. Nice. England, right? Yeah, I think so. Are there any more? Okay. Other <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, right, that's all. That's we have a few other questions which we can get to later, but the ones that are related to the topic today, uh, I don't think there's any more. Let me see, we have one more here. It's from Siti Rosmawati. During my presentation, I'm always I always lose my point, I then become blank. Is it okay if let's say I prepare flashcards so that I'm ready so that so that I read when I have a point? So let's say when I suddenly go blank. Uh -huh. What do you think about flashcards? Flash, I'm not, I don't really use flashcards, but I know that some speakers use that and I think that's fine. If you can bring that up when you need, when you need it and it helps you, what, what's wrong with that? It's great. So that mm -hmm. you can see it, keywords, key examples, look at it, and then you're able to come back to your point. That's great. Remember, you're serving your listener. If that will mm -hmm. help you. Yeah, use flashcards. For presentations mm. we use slides so i guess slides are just similar to flashcards but we just mm. put like the points there and then we just elaborate on that 
and uh, yeah, the importance of practicing. So if you have a presentation, always practice, at least go through the slides or go through your, if you're using flashcards, use your flashcards and practice just speaking out loud so that you know which parts you may struggle on or maybe you need you find that you need to elaborate more on a certain point uh, i like to also time myself when i'm rehearsing i time myself so so when i rehearse i'm like oh okay that that presentation was only five minutes what else can i do to add more stories or add more examples so it helps to rehearse and sometimes because they give you time, like your presentation needs to be 20 minutes or whatever. So it's mm -hmm. good to rehearse so that you know that, okay, if it's 20 minutes, this is what I need to do. I need to add more stories to fill mm. that time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think that's all from us for today. This was fun. Thank you, Madam Azima, for sharing your tips about how to elaborate. We do have a workshop, which is the replay of a workshop that we did I think it was last year or was it two years ago. It's still on our website. You can go to myenglishmatters.com, go to learn with us. And then you can actually purchase the replay of that workshop, of the online workshop. It's called Seven Speaking Strategies to Better Elaborate and Express Yourself. So it's kind of like this. It's with Madam Azima, but there are slides and there's a workbook and there are uh, like two bonus videos, like uh, how hey. to express yourself, phrases to express yourself. And um, yeah, I think it's a great training. It's only, a, it's a training, it's a one hour and a half training. And um, mm. it's one of our, my favorite trainings. It was really fun. So, yes. yeah, so that's all from us for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Madam Azma, do you have any last words for our viewers today? Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for asking questions. We read the comments here, right here, live. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Damara, Zahira, uh, <laughs> Zamani, Auni. Assalamualaikum, Waalaikum Salam, Hafiza. Thank you. And so many of you. Okay. Bye and Assalamualaikum. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't yet. Now, if you'd like to learn even more with us, we have a free training called Speaking with Confidence, where we send seven tips to your email. You'll also get weekly emails with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. Join us at myenglishmatters.com.